Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Geese of the Machine, Doctor Who edition. I'm your host, Jasmine, and today we have Adelie. Hello, Adelie. Hello, Jasmine. And today we're going to be talking about Doctor Who, season four. And Donna joins the Doctor. I love that Donna got a second chance to join the Doctor. And I really enjoyed, like, that interaction. What did you think about it? I love Donna. I like the, um, I like her, I mean, on the one hand, it feels weird to backtrack and have her want to take that chance again after a, after a long, you know, we had a whole season without her. We saw her at the earlier stage of the first, of the season before this. And I don't know, I like that she decides against it or that she changes her mind and she spends this time looking for situations that he would be in because she's got a really good grasp on his personality from just that one meeting yeah i was about to say especially since they didn't know each other for that long (laughs) um i i agree i loved donna when i first met her she's probably one of my favorite companions because she is amazing and she doesn't take any of the doctor's crap and she's probably the only companion that doesn't love him Finally. But um, let's move on to. Oh, you have anything else to say about Donna? Oh no, I, I love her, and that's fantastic that she doesn't that she's not in love with him, and that's actually great that it's played up the whole freaking time. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Martha Jones' return. First of all, she called the doctor and basically said, "Hey, I need help," and I loved it. In the previous season, she said, "I'm going to call you, and you better come." And also, I had a conversation with Michelle about this. I think that most of the people in Doctor Who, the companions, don't have successful relationships. And Michelle actually pointed out that Martha Jones was the only one who did. I agree. I actually really, one of the reasons I like Martha so much is because while she was in love with the Doctor and she has this really sad little rebound arc, she gets over it and she has a relationship after that. And yeah, you can't really go back to a normal life, but still, she she moves on with her life, and she gets, she becomes engaged, and she's in Torchwood now, and it's just she does really well for herself after that, and she's the only one that adjusts to life. Well, I I thought that she was in unit, but oh, it's neither here nor there. It's one of those, right? Like they're arguably the same, just by a different name. Um, so speaking of Unit, did you like the establishment of Unit and their introduction in this season? I did. I, I, I think this remember that apparently. <laughs> I think this is the first time that we've seen them. I don't I'm not remembering. But I think it is, and they go tell you what they do, who they are, and why the doctor is basically there to help them. So what did you think of Unit? Um, I liked I like the little spin-off things that they have and the little like different segments that form after interacting with the doctor and different little things like the different um the different sects that form just because the doctor was involved with different people and it kind of gives the companions like a real reason other than being the doctor's pet that he takes out for walks and it gives them a chance to actually use the knowledge that they had on through those travels on earth yeah, I mean, of course, that's awesome. And they, what, um, like you said, once they tap into that world, 
how do you go back to your stupid desk job and pretend you don't know? Well, that's Donna's so, whole arc, isn't it? Hmm. That's Donna's whole point in coming back to the doctor. Exactly. So it's really interesting to me that, as you said, Martha went out and she did everything that she was supposed to do. She joined Junet and she's like, yeah, this is what I do now. Thank you. <laughs> and she's still a doctor. Right. So let's talk Rose's return. <sighs> okay. So as I was watching this, I was thinking, like, this is probably why everyone loves Rose. Because she is the girlfriend that won't leave you alone. Like, <laughs> at this point, I was done with Rose. I, she was in the parallel world. I didn't care about her. And she keeps popping up. Rose is herpes for the doctor, and it bothers me. Oh, my God, that comparison. <laughs> <laughs> like, because once you think she's gone, she just returns with a vengeance. And I was just like, ugh. What are your thoughts, Adelaide? I actually feel like the best thing they could have done to maintain that, I, I mean, it's established early on with the bad wolf thing and how she, he tells her, no, go go away. And he, he sends her away and she instead comes back being part of the TARDIS and um, has that time stream in her. And I feel like using that, they could have used that and established that a little bit more by saying, oh yeah, she's still got like part of that ability in her and that's why she keeps coming back. She's kind of connected to the TARDIS in a way and she senses these different time anomalies that's happening here. I feel like if they had established that a little bit more, I would have liked it a lot more myself. Uh, I, like I said, I'm, I was, at this point was tired of Rose. Like, I was done... I know people love Rose, and I'm sure you're going to hate me or send me hate. I'm not going to read it. I don't really care. I was done with Rose. Rose had her moment in time, and now she's trying to snatch the spotlight from everyone else. Like, she is just like that model that doesn't know that she's over her prime. Sometimes you got to put the bat down and change the guard. At least they give, um, they give her the doctor clone at the end of this one. Yeah, yeah, but she shouldn't have came back at all. At all. Yeah. I don't know, I didn't like the whole Donna plot, like, the rewriting of Donna's thing. That was, that whole thing was just an unnecessary plot line to begin with. Yeah, it it was, but I think it added to, like, if they had done it without Rose, I think it would have been interesting. Like, if they, like, for example, term left which was probably a, one of my favorite episodes in this season. Because it shows you what your life could have been and the insects that feed on it. And it's so interesting to think about all of the times where you didn't necessarily turn left and what could have been. Like, for all we know, you could have met the doctor yesterday, Adelaide. I mean, that requires leaving the house, so... Not necessarily. The doctor showed up in quite a few people's homes. Okay, that is true. <laughs> um, the I was going to say about turn left, um, I actually... I, I like the little the insect thing, and I like the whole... Like, the butterfly effect thing is one of my favorite things, especially in uh, video games when you can do that, and you have, like, a... You make a choice in a video, in a video game, and it branches out. And that little butterfly effect that goes on. I love that. And I almost wish it hadn't been a beetle, but had in fact been like a creepy butterfly. But I don't think they could have gotten away with that without it looking really, really nerdy and stupid. 
Well, the beetle looked nerdy and stupid. So I agree with you. I think it would have been interesting if they had like a holographic beetle that was like tethered to her with a string or something. Like, I think that would have been cool. Or had like a, um, I'm going to harp on this butterfly thing just because um, they, they do drink blood. So, you know, we can go with that. But had like the, the creepy little proboscis thing like tethered to the back of her neck and it just floating after her. Mm-hmm. I think that would, anyway. Anything else that you want to talk about about Turn Left no, and Rose's untimely return? Return, her constant return. <laughs> I think that's the last one, so I think we're done with that. Unless um, there's some in later seasons that I haven't seen. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the doctor's daughter. Now, first of all, I have to say this about Jenny. She had a perfect winged eye. Like, her eyeliner was on point. She it's- was awesome with that winged eyeliner i loved that yeah okay i was jealous <laughs> i thought i was the only one who noticed that because i was living for it and i was like you're a clone and you had time to put this perfect eyeliner on <laughs> in well, the middle of a walked. battle <laughs> <laughs> she was born with it uh or maybe it's Maybelline. not not sponsored had to go there but i was living for that eyeliner and then, of course, she's a doctor's daughter, and they have this whole big moment. That episode really didn't matter, except the fact that Jenny was born. I liked her. I, like, I liked the concept of her, and I liked her personality, and I liked how she... I just, I liked her... I liked how it existed, but I wanted more of it. I wanted more little... I wanted a spinoff of that. Where did that go? They hinted at it. Right. I, that was also a thing. We're going to talk about spinoffs in a second. But it's so interesting to me that the spinoffs that we didn't need, like Class, like um, Sarah Jones, I don't care about Sarah Jones and K-9, like they had a bunch of spinoffs. Torchwood was pretty good. I'll give you Torchwood. But what about River Song's spinoff? What about Jenny's spinoff? Exactly. The two that could have arguably been, you know, you could call them female doctors. Mm-hmm. The two that would have given us that, and we don't get it. That's not fair. And arguably the most interesting characters for a spinoff because they could hold it on their own. Oh, they definitely could. Especially, um, I really want to see more of Jenny, man. That would have been cool. And River too. Um, I'm only just getting back into River. I, for listeners out there, I stopped watching midway through um, the 11th Doctor. So I never saw the 12th one and I'm going to be getting to that soon. So when I say I haven't seen those, that's what I mean. Wow. Yeah. And I realized as I was watching this, um, re-watching um, a bunch of seasons, um, I realized I, David Tennant is arguably the most attractive doctor of the bunch, but he's not necessarily attractive. And he looks old in the doctor. I don't know why that is, but there he looks was, old. There was something different about David Tennant than I remember when I watched it when I was right. like, younger. And I don't know, It was it's a different thing. And maybe it's just because... Because we're we older were now. And, maybe yeah. that, but also like Jessica Jones too a little bit. But I still see him as a puppy, so. <laughs> and like, and I realized that that's the reason. Because if you throw all of the doctors in a line, arguably he's the hottest in the line. But if you put him into like the real world, he's like average. Like I could probably see him walking down my street, uh, uh, David Tennant type. Which is the reason that I was torn between him and um, Matt Smith. Yeah, but, I agree with you. I think Matt Smith it looks more unique. If we're gonna go that route, you could he has a more unique appearance. Yeah, and you like would I, notice him. He has that kind of famous appearance about him. 
Well, I think he has. He was the embodiment of the doctor. He didn't have necessarily the same acting level or the look, but his physical appearance and he actually took the persona of the doctor. Yeah, he really did. And I don't Vers- know. I, I kind of disagree with the acting level, but we'll get to that later. Right. <laughs> Uh, but anyway so we meet River this season and of course the doctor doesn't know him no one knows him, knows her but she knows the doctor and I loved like the guy who even said like you're fighting like an old married couple like I liked it but at the same time it was like could you wink any harder at me yeah they get a little heavy handed <laughs> but on the other hand I love River so I'm not going to complain too much and in that episode, um, I don't remember the name of it. I want to say it was Partners in Crime, but I'm not sure. Oh, no. That episode was Silence and the Leopard, and we met River, and The Force of the Dead. So I think those two episodes where we see River and we learn about her were probably my favorite this season. I think uh, I agree, and I think... Um... It's probably going to encompass multiple seasons of this statement here, but I really like, I absolutely love the concept that they have where they meet at weird points in each other's timelines, and yet they're still in this quote-unquote marriage. They're still married, and Mm -hmm. they have this, I mean, the first time the Doctor meets her in his chronological order is, um, is when she dies. And I really, for some reason, I really like that. And I have to say, this episode was probably so sad to me. Like, it had... Let's put aside the message of the episode about deforestation. Did you catch that, or was I, like, reaching on this? No, no, no. I think you caught it. I think I think it's there. Um, my first instinct was the... Um, like, they start off with, who doesn't love the smell of books, or something like that. Or, who doesn't love mm-hmm. books? They stick around. And I'm like, hi, yeah, I have an e-reader that has saved my back from problems, so you can stop talking right there. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, see... College student. Hurts. I, I gotta agree with the doctor on that. Like, I have whole shelves of books. I have so many. I love books. I mean, Like, the I, actual I feel of a I book have, in your hand. I have three copies of, like, certain books, and I've got... I'm looking at my bookcase right now, which is overflowing, and they're stacked on the floor, and my my boyfriend hates that so much. (laughs) But I have too many. But also, I have the e-reader that I use often enough, and, like, I'll get newer ones on that one, and I'm totally fine for technology picking up books, and I'm totally fine picking up an actual book. It's the same time. We can save trees. So, I don't know. It's just so many... I always hate the GER technology scary. We should run from that thing. Well, I thought it was also interesting that they brought the parasites with the book, which is actually something that I have a fear of now, simply because bed bugs, by the way, get in the spines of hard copy books, and you can bring them home with you. So this is based in reality, people. That's actually... Enjoy that. That That was really cool. (laughs) That was a really clever way to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. And this episode specifically was very sad, especially Donna's story, because the man she loved existed. And the fact that he saw her and had that stutter and couldn't call out, oh, that broke my heart. Yeah, that killed me. And you know, speaking of meeting at different timelines in each other's lives, yeah, they're never going to talk again. And that sucks. Like, and you can see he loved her. And it was just, oh, it was such a tragedy. 
and th- think about how many other people met in the that safe state, fell in love, and are just going back to where they came from, not knowing if it was real or fake. That has to the... go ahead. I mean, but that has to be so traumatizing. I like... agree. And then you've got the like the two. So they only had two children, right? There's the only two children that you could repeat throughout the whole sequence, I guess. The whole little mm-hmm. virtual world where those there was only those two kids. Where are those kids? Like, what do their memories look like? Because presumably that's based on them. Where are they? And who's? Do they have some massive complex? And they're like, wait, which one is my mom again? Well, I would assume that they were probably from a book or a story or something. But again, that's a great point. Um, anyway, anything else that you want to talk about about this episode? Uh, no, we can go ahead. I think I got all the River fan-ness out. So, <laughs> well, no, we have more River to come. Oh, good. This- <laughs> so, let's jump to Donna's family. And we get to meet her father, and I think we meet her mother. I think that's her grandfather, is it? Is it grandfather? Yeah, it's because, um... Her mom calls him dad. Ah, well. Okay. He's the one that lives with them, if you're, unless you're talking about another character that I do not remember. No, I'm, I'm probably thinking of him and just mistaking who he was in my notes. But, yeah. We meet her grandfather, we meet her mother, and that's about it. Like, we meet a little bit of her family, but I find it interesting that her family just accepts like, yeah, this is the thing you do. And then her grandfather's like, yeah, I understand the doctor. Like, if she tells him all about her adventures and everything, and he's completely fine with it. Like, <laughs> I love him. I love that he's out there with a telescope looking for the guy. That's, like, he's one of my favorite little side characters that we rarely see, but I love his little personality. It's adorable. Um, Anything else that you want to say about Rivers? I mean, not River. <laughs> Donna's family. Yes, I'd love to talk about Rivermore. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> we can so, move on from that. We find out that this River story is probably the way we get it initially is the saddest story ever, because she meets it. I saw this play once, side aside, that was basically told from the male's perspective forward and from the female's perspective backwards, and the only time they met was in the middle, and this is basically that story told in a different format. And I enjoyed it. Like, she she meets him at the end of their relationship, whereas he meets her at the beginning. And to look the person that you love in the eye and they not know who you are, never met you, don't understand anything about you, that has to be the most heartbreaking thing. How would you feel about that, Adelaide? Oh, that was not the question I was expecting you to ask um, that would be really really heartbreaking and you know there are I mean I, we can go with the real world parallel here there are people out there uh, who have family members with like Alzheimer's or dementia who look at their family and they don't recognize them and because they're at a different they're mentally at a different point in their life and so they look at this person and they start telling them about their daughter when they're actually talking to their adult daughter 
And it's like, that's really sad already. And it's a great, it, in a way, that's a great parallel, but I don't necessarily think that was what they were attempting to do. Uh, yeah, I don't think that was what the, the intention was, but I think it was awesome. Um, so let's jump to the doctor when we find the next doctor. And we're not going to touch too much on on the next doctor, but I think it was interesting this episode specifically because the man was confused. And the doctor was like, maybe you're you're my next person, blah, 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 blah. And we find out that he was just confused and took on a persona. That was this season, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's the last like episode, I think. <laughs> or the last it's the um it's the Christmas special, which I'm watching it on Amazon Prime and that normally puts it at the beginning of the next season, but hmm. that was at the end of this one. Yeah. So what did you think of that? Um, I actually really like it. I really think um that was one of those ones where they made it fairly obvious early on that this guy was just he he lost his he lost his memory and he was just latching onto a personality that he had somewhere in his brain and that was the one that surfaced in all of that confusion that was the one that came out and i don't remember if they explained why that was the one that came out like how did he find out about the doctor to begin with and why would he take on that one specifically um i'm not sure either but <sighs> It was interesting. I thought it was a fun thing to do. And I also appreciated that the guy invited the doctor to dinner. And of course, we know previously other people had done the same thing. But this time the doctor actually went because he was lonely. And I love the speech at the end where he said when the compa- all the companions leave and it breaks the doctor's heart. And you could feel the true loneliness and isolation of being a doctor in that moment. Yeah, it it was what really is- well done with that one. Um, the thing itself, like the actual um, episode or special, whichever you want to call it, uh, itself, it didn't hold, like, the parts, it didn't hold my attention very well. The parts with the, um, the quote, next doctor, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but... The parts with him in there were very entertaining, but the the main plot with or the conflict with the Cybermen that was, eh. Hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> this season basically was about the Cybermen, so we could talk about them if you want. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, it was an overarching plot, but at the end of the day. I didn't really care. Uh, for me, it's just like it, they're like the dialects, and that they, whenever they need a villain, but they don't feel like writing a new villain, they pull those out. Well, because they're easy. Because exactly. as the as the doctor has said, like every society creates Cybermen at some point in its history. But that's so, the shortcut to make it the episode about the Cybermen. <laughs> Um, and let's talk about the fires of Pompeii. So that episode was basically about the destruction of Pompeii. And I was fine with it. Because it 
first of all, it introduced us to um, Peter Capadari. Cap, Cap, what is his last name? Please don't make me pronounce it. <laughs> it, introduced, no. <laughs> it introduced us to the 12th Doctor. And it also had uh, Kern Gillian appear in this episode. Did Wait, you notice did. that? Yeah. I don't remember her. I remember seeing a redhead th- or seeing someone that looked like her and I thought, is that her? That looks like Amy and then was she one of the um the 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 I don't know what to call them, the the sisters? Was she one of them? Cuz I swear I saw her in there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's who she was. Okay, cuz <laughs> I saw them and I thought, that looks like Amy Pond. Is that Amy Pond? But then there was a lot of makeup so I couldn't tell. Mhm. <laughs> Uh, but we also saw the guy and were you surprised after, oh, you said you haven't seen this, the new Doctor, have you? No, I haven't. I saw the, um, I think the last Adelaide. part I saw, and so this is jumping way ahead, the last part I saw was, um, the resolution of the girl that was born to save the Doctor. Okay. So... I thought it was interesting to see him in this version. And I also thought it was interesting that they took people from the Pompeii and introduced them into mainstream society so that they could live on. Did you enjoy that element or what did you think? I um I do. I really did. I liked um I think the thing I liked about that was when he did save them and the whole the whole thing where they have as they're going through that day, they said, you know, the word volcano doesn't exist in this language yet. No one knows what to call it to them. It's just a mountain. And then as that episode resolves, it says it's, that was volcanic. That was, that was a volcano. And so you get the origin of that word. And I actually really liked that little, how that came full circle around like that. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was interesting the way they played that. Uh, And we have to, of course, talk about the last episode in the resolution of the story arc with Martha Jones, Jack Hartness, Sarah Smith, Mickey, and Jackie all coming back, Torchwood and the crossover, and, like, everything that happened in the last two episodes. (sighs) The world gets saved, blah, 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 blah. Also, this is the fourth season of this. If you're not counting the classic Who... Why aren't they more prepared for alien stuff? Really, this has been how many years now? And not even including the time travel, he could come back and come and go 20 years from now. And it's just, at some point, please stop relying on the Doctor. Exactly. Like, because you have Unit, you have Torchwood, you have all of these places. Like, and I get it, Torchwood is basically like the police, where the Doctor is like the, the men in black, I guess. I guess. I don't know what to say other than savior, but that sounds a little religious. I mean, you could always say he's the, well, technically he's the president of the world, so. (laughs) (laughs) But but at the same token, it's just, wouldn't you at least try to defend, like, at this point, Earth is basically like a kid constantly crying out for his parent. And it bothers me. That's a great comparison. (laughs) It's like, um, Oh, what's the what's the game? Um, Okami, and you have the the spin off the the sequel series comes out, and you're playing as like the kid 
to the original main character, and I, I didn't play that one because I thought, I just cleaned up this mess, I don't want to do it again. And at some point, it feels like you'd think the doctor would have that thought of, I just did this, I just did this exact thing, please learn how to save yourselves. <laughs> um, And in the last episode, we get Rose, who gets her own doctor. <sighs> Which I'm sure is probably the reason why people think that the doctor loves Rose. Because he gave her himself, except not doctory. Like I, I think that would take out everything. Like if I have to watch the doctor wash dishes and do basic boring stuff, I don't know if I would want that. Because even Rose is in Torchwood. So I what is he make doing? Doctor wash dishes. I would make him do the painfully <laughs> normal domestic stuff that he doesn't want to do. But that's my point. It would be more of a, like, let's see if I can make this Doug learn how to skateboard. Uh, That's outside of the realm of normal for you. And it, would the doctor, even as a replication of himself, be happy with that life? I doubt it. I really don't think he would be. And um, I felt it did a weird... It did a, it did a strange job of having... Um, of ha- of giving him like they said he's he's him, but he's also not quite him because he has a little bit of Donna's personality in there, so that's that's not the same person. He's a li- he's not gonna he's not gonna be on the leash as much as the Doctor is with Donna right now, and even Rose could hold him back a little bit. She didn't always, but she could if she really wanted to. And I don't know if she would have that ability with the new Doctor Donna combination that he is. Um, anything else that you want to talk about about this episode? Alright. So, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Eats Machine, Doctor Who. I'm your host, Jasmine, and today we had Adelaide. You can find us at overpowerentertainment.com. I am at OP Jasmine. You can tweet Adelaide at OP Addy. Yes. Um, like, comment, subscribe, leave us, um, things that you think we should talk about next. Thank you guys and have a great day. Bye. Bye.